Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be delving back into our Season 1 retrospective with uh, Episode 2 of that particular series, which of course is the end of the world. Um, and of course, I'm fresh from Galley as well. Well, not exactly fresh. I've come back with... <laughs> I was with, going to say, yeah. Yeah, with, with some conlurgy work with me. So, um, yes, I'm f- fighting a cold at the moment, so... Not, uh, I think, I think a lot of people who have been to Galley have all come back with colds and <laughs> whatever. So I'm not alone. It seems I'm not alone. But uh, no, it, it was a very, very good convention. Very good convention indeed. Um, and I'd, I'd still say to to those of you who haven't um, yet ventured over to LA, you should you should do it next year because it is very, very worthwhile. It really is. Um, and I can vouch from from personal experience, you do get to um, sort of talk to the stars of the show. Put it that way. So, if any of uh, anyone's been following me on Twitter and Facebook, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, should we crack on? Yes. Let's crack on. Right. Okay. Let's have uh, the news as usual. Now, unfortunately, we have to start off with some um, some sad news. Um, actor Neil Fingleton, um, who actually played the Fisher King in Under the Lake and Before the Flood, um, has sadly died at the age of 36. Um, which is, doesn't bear thinking about. Um, unfortunately, no. he died on Saturday um, after suffering a heart attack. Um, now, he's probably not sort of much known to many people outside of Doctor Who, really. Um, and Game of Thrones, he played a giant in Game of Thrones. But he's been in um, quite a few films as well, actually. A Jupiter Ascending, X-Men First Class, Avengers Age of Ultron, um, and 47 Ronin, which had um, Keanu Reeves in it as well. Um Quite um, that, that that is no age at all, is it? That right. is pretty. That is pretty sad. Very sad indeed. Um, obviously, we're, obviously, we're discussing because of the, uh, the Doctor Who connection, um, and I'm still haven't watched a single episode of Game of Thrones. No, I haven't either. No, no. Um, I mean, I've seen the X Men, and I actually haven't seen Age of Ultron either. Actually, but um, yeah, um, yeah, Game of Thrones. I just think I'm I'm just too far behind to, to start watching now. To be honest, uh, I've got I've got season one box set to to, oh, watch, to actually watch, and I've never started watching it. Well, Sky, I've always repeated the damn, and it's on like I think you can get it as a Sky box set just to watch online. But I I, oh, I can't I can't be bothered to be honest. I can't be bothered. It's a shame. I think I'm probably missing something because everybody raves about it, but I I just can't I can't work up the enthusiasm, unfortunately. No. No. And you certainly can't. You haven't. You, I bet you haven't cracked the seal on the DVD, have you? No. No. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. So that that is that is sort of a, a sad thing to sort of kick off the, this week's episode with. Um, now, I posted this next news item um, on our Facebook group. Um, which I, I suppose you could say could be taken with a very large liberal pinch of salt. Um, the Daily Mirror have reported um, that uh, Class, which we'll know we, we've been talking about the last few weeks and we reviewed when it was on last year, um, has been axed by the BBC just after one series. Um, now, this is really rumour, and it's been doing the rounds on various um, sort of other outlets as well, and they've all been directly quoting um, the Daily Mirror article. Um, but nothing from the BBC, it seems. So that's what I'm saying, take it with a large pinch of salt. But they have been sort of on the money before the Mirror, haven't they, with some of their rumours? Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, the BBC are probably contractually obliged not to say it's cancelled before it's been shown in Amer- on BBC America, seeing as BBC America put enough money into it. Yes. As well. 
and also yeah. because if it actually is a, is a surprise, is if it is if it's a success on BBC America, we could well get a second series. Oh, we could do exactly, which is why I'm thinking this is all a little bit premature sure. at the moment. Um, I mean, the one thing that you, you cannot ignore is saying that the ratings were bad, yeah, really bad actually. Um, you know, for its online showing and um, for its terrestrial TV showing as well. Um, I just think the BBC have treated it really bad, and we've said this all before anyway. And I think this just this sort of just bears out what what we what we discussed previously. Um, it just hasn't really captured the imagination, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. You know. So um, apparently, by it says this article for the Mirror says by the end um, it had dropped down to three hundred thousand people watching on, on BBC One. So the average for that time of night is about 800,000. So, um, yeah, not, not, not great. Not great. But um, it'll, be, it'll be... I think we said this before. It's sad if it doesn't get a second series. Um, but not unsurprising if it didn't. No. Very sad, very sad. Um, now, on to... But as I say, it's all pie in the sky. It's all rumour. It's all conjecture. Um, I think it just it's, it's like it smacks one of those um, those articles that starts. With, it doesn't actually start off with this, but you can imagine it starting off with the, that. Uh, an, an insider says, "Yeah, yeah, one of those sort of things." So, um, <laughs> Although to be honest, they're not even they're not even going that far, are they? They're just outright saying it, aren't they? Yeah, they're just saying it, stating it as as fact. You know, um, class has been cancelled. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Um, anyway, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, is, anyway. Um, this is alternative yeah. facts, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> fake news, fake news. It seems to be the most popular thing these days. Um, now, of course, over the weekend, uh, the big thing was we had a new um, Doctor Who Series 10 teaser trailer, uh, which appears to have been made especially. Um, it's, it's not like clips from the from the show. It's been made it's a, a official BBC made trailer called A Time for Heroes. Um, didn't give anything away. Um, apart no. from it, but um, have you read that everyone's sort of been um, analysing the the final couple of um, of, of shots because it shows all the apparently shows all the upcoming villains for this series. No, have you haven't seen it? Right, okay. Um, well, you've got Ice Warriors, which we already knew were, were coming back anyway. Uh, appears to be another updated version of a Cyberman. In there, you've got these emoji robots. Apparently, there's a weeping angel in there as well. Um, but the final. Sort of frame, and someone's even said it looks like Paul McGann's in there as well. Every time there's a trailer, someone said Paul McGann's in it. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud! Um, <clears throat> but the interesting thing, you know, uh, Mark Gatiss um, hinted there's going to be a new type of Ice Warrior. Yeah. Oh, well, that appeared um, in the trailer very, very briefly, um, and it does look to be like an updated version of an Ice Lord. To, to be put, which we we kind of. Suspected when we when we talk, when we spoke about this last, um, but for some reason somebody's actually said how they deduced this or leapt to this this conclusion. It's, no, it's it's a female ice warrior. How they come up with that, I've got absolutely no idea. Um, but we shall see, we shall see. But um, were you, were you suitably impressed, Paul? Uh, yeah, I've only really seen it <clears throat> once, so I can't really. Yeah. Say from that, but no, yeah, it's okay. I'm just, <laughs> I can't really get that yeah. into trailers, really. I'm just not. No, I, I can't either. I just sort of watched it a couple of times and thought, okay, fair enough. It, it, you know, it's, it's, 
you know, it's nearing the the you know when it's going to be on the uh, on the television again. Um, yeah, saying there's not a lot not a lot to get excited about really, is there? No. So, um, but there's also, I mean, maybe this is um, everyone's now saying that you know Bill's going to die in this series because she, she says that line of you know travel with me even if it kills me, which seems a little bit on the nose really. But hey, who knows? Who knows yeah. what's going to happen? Who knows? But um, anyway, um, on to on to other things now. We haven't. I think we haven't really spoken about this much recently, have we? But about the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff, um, we have re- spoken about this previously. But it's going to be closing um, in the summer of this year, and there has been a, a petition um, set up by um, Bex Faraday, and it's now reached eleven thousand signatures. Um, now I. I don't know if it's going to make any difference or, or not, really. The only thing I'm gutted about, I said, I haven't bloody well got down there to see it. No. I wish I, wish I had a day. I don't think I'm going to get time before the summer to go down to Cardiff to um, to go and see this thing now, which is a shame. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that this petition does have some sort of <laughs> some sort of an impact so I would like to go and see it before it, before it shuts down for good. Um, it would be a shame if it does just disappear completely. Yeah. You don't have much opinion on this one, do you, Paul? No, no, no. I was just, I was just wondering. I, I still don't know quite. I mean, the whole thing about it shutting down, I just don't know whether it is going to just move somewhere else. Well, they haven't said, which is weird, actually. It's, it's really weird. It's apparently because the land's owned by the Welsh government. And it was leased for five years. Um, and it's only meant to be on a temporary basis. So I, w- yeah. I would have thought they would have sort of kept that kept that going so as we said previously it's a big tourist attraction yeah to a certain extent but they may just feel that it's sort of done its thing in Cardiff and Mm. now to move it to somewhere as we say like Glasgow or Edinburgh or whatever Manchester yeah may well then bring it to a a new audience that most of the people in the that area have been to it so now you're just relying on the people that are travelling distance to go and see it mm, yeah. to move it somewhere else and I can understand them not making an announcement that it's going to be moved because obviously at the moment they can do a it's almost the quick last chance to see well, exactly. advertising yeah. to it whereas if they come out and say it's going to be moving to wherever then obviously people are just think oh well if I can't go to Cardiff I'll, I'll just go there instead yeah I'll just wait till it moves to yeah Glasgow, Manchester, London, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I very much doubt if it will come to London again. I, I think you're, if it is going to go anywhere, I think you're, you're on the money, really, about going to, what, you know, north of the border, basically. Yeah. I really do. And I think you should do as well. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I can't, I can't see what else. I mean, it can't be, in terms of, it's, it's really the building that's, that's the cost, isn't it? Because they've got the props. Mm, yeah, and it kind of, you know, you're talking about the day-to-day running rather than a actual um, cost of keep replacing stuff or whatever. So no, exactly. They, they just sort of recycle the um, the exhibits now and again when there's a new series on or something. You know, yeah. so that's you know that's, that's all they have to do, isn't it? And you'd wonder what else they do with them. I mean, it probably costs as much to store them. 
<laughs> well, pre- exactly, exactly. It's pretty, it's pretty worth the while. It's just like reopening an exhibition somewhere else. Yeah, you know. It's, um, but anyway, if there's any more news on this, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this um, if, if if anything does happen. But it, it does. The article does sort of finish and saying, you know, that the um, the the decision to close the experience was mutually agreed by all parties, including BBC Worldwide. Yeah. So it does look like it's going to go, no matter you know how many sort of signatures this petition gets, mm. which would be a shame. Which would be yeah. a shame. I mean, like, like I said, I can see it. I can see it's going to leave Cardiff, but I'd be surprised if it doesn't reappear somewhere else. Yeah, same here. Same here. Even if it's not in this country. It well, it be... could do. It's it's got that. Um, I mean, Doctor Who's got that visibility across the globe now. So you're right. It could go um, anywhere, couldn't it? Yeah. Really could do. So, anyway, it could what, be what, more costly going to it than it does to get to Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> Move it to LA. That's what I say. I'll do Galley and that at the same time. Fantastic. I get. To, I mean, I do get the feeling though. If if it was moving somewhere out of the country, they might have announced that on the basis that obviously they could still do the last chance to see it in this country, sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, could do. Mm. Oh well, we'll we'll find out as as the as the weeks go by, no doubt. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's it for the sort of little news items. But coming up next is a little trip to Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Right now, you discovered this little piece of tech which we actually forgot to discuss on our last podcast, didn't we? <laughs> yes. Um, now this one um, appears to be exclusive, uh, or, to, or to order in the from the USA. It's from a company called. DoctorWhoCrystals.com um, and it's a rather delightful um, Crystal TARDIS yes isn't it, yes um, it says using proprietary technology Crystal Carbon is using five different crystal layers uh, to craft a multiple accent pieces to give the TARDIS a rich centrepiece look and it's got a, a blue LED light in it as well so it's all, it, it, it lights up lovely um, I, I, I'm not too sure whether I would Purchase this one, Paul. Is this something that you would like adorning your um, your your shelf or your bedroom, even? I should say. Um, not at that price. Not at that price. Uh, <laughs> and it, it does look better with the blue light on. I think inside it does. Than it does without it. Yes, but, it does. Um, it yeah, I'm not totally sure. Yeah, without it, it just looks a mess. <laughs> yeah, it looks angles. one of those things you. Yeah, I say it looks one of those things you order from the Sunday magazines. Yes, this 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 delightful piece. <laughs> um, my my, my thoughts watching it is I'm remembering the not the nine o'clock news sketch. Oh, with the, the, the was it the rampant mackerel? Where... Yes. <laughs> uh, non UK listeners or or, or 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 listeners of a certain age, you're gonna have to look that one up. I'm afraid. Um, now there's two versions of this, isn't there? Um, you've got a um, a, a crystal twelfth doctor. TARDIS or just the Crystal TARDIS on its own but both retail for $99.98 yes. um, which I think is one hell of a lot of money Yes, and I, and I think looking at those I think the, the, the TARDIS on its own is probably what I'd go for if I was going to spend the money yeah exactly now this isn't available in the UK they hope to bring them to the UK um, it says here um, so it looks like it's a, a US purchase only don't actually know if they will ship um, uh, to, to outside the US, no idea. But um, I, I don't think I'd bother, to be honest. I'm not even sure what size it is. It 
doesn't say, does it? No, I was going to see an image that he's like keyring size. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping for nearly a hundred dollars. It's it, it's, of, it's of a considerable size, oh, put it that way. But it is unusual to get something where they don't tell you how big it is, isn't mm. it? It but is. It slightly it... makes me yeah a little concerned. bit concerned. Yes, but a bit reluctant actually to sort of. Um... Click the buy button. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other than the price generally, but yeah, um, it does. Yeah, it, I, just, I just find that really odd that you get no sense of scale for it at all. No, absolutely none. Absolutely none. Um, I don't know if you sort of click on the. Let's have a look here. Ah, oh, right. Okay. If you actually click on the actual um, photos, yeah, it's five inches in height, which isn't very big, to oh, be honest. Right. About the same size as a character options um, action figure. Hmm. Mm. Okay. And it weighs two and a half pounds as well. So it's quite. Well, imagine it would be heavy because it's crystal. But hmm. Um, yeah. It, I, I, yeah. Five inches. Not you know. Hundred dollars. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll leave that one there. I'll leave it there in America, I think, actually. It's not, it's not going to make its way over to Catford, put it that way. Oh, it just comes in a nice little presentation box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well then. I might as well buy it. Oh, <laughs> the difference. <laughs> <laughs> if it comes in a nice box, yeah, it might as well. Oh, dear. Okay, everybody. Well, that's it for news. That's it for Tack Corner. So coming up next is our uh, review of The End of the World. So for another week, then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, it's time to discuss the end of the world. Welcome to the end of the world. Earth death is scheduled for 1539. Who the hell are you? Oh, I'm the doctor. This is Rose Tyler. She's my plus one. Is that all right? That's not supposed to happen. Representing the forest of Cheem, we have trees, the mocks of Balhoon. The face of Bo, the last human. The lady, Cassandra O'Brien. Oh, now, don't stare. Look in my Heat levels rising. Heat levels rising. And it's your turn to kick off the series this week. I was just thinking that introduction is going to come to this sooner or later, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, you heard um, you, you you heard it here first on the Who's yes. podcast. <laughs> that was a low key introduction for people. Yes, there we go. There we go. The end of the world. Um, and the last and the last thing you hear is my voice telling you that. <laughs> oh, that's that's really not how most people with print they was going to no, go. No, it's not actually, is it? <laughs> it's not how I imagined it either, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, it is. Come on. <laughs> imagine, just, imagine everybody hearing your voice. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm a Doctor Who fan. I've got <laughs> self-righteous indignation. <laughs> and the last words were, well, this is all a bit rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tat. <laughs> anyway, no, anyway. What did, you th- what did you think? What did you think <laughs> of the end of the world, Paul? 
yeah, I rather enjoyed it actually. Um, one first first thing that struck me was I I'd, I'd forgotten there were so many different aliens in it. Yes, yes, so did I. To be honest, obviously remembered Cassandra. And I remembered the tree people, but that mm. was about it. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I remember sort of things like you know, you know the mocks of Balhoon and the face of yeah. Bo and, and and all that. Um, even though they they sort of feature hardly at all, to be no. honest, do they? You know, um, so but they, I think it's just the you know the designs just sort of sort of remain in the memory somewhat. But I've I have got a um, a confession to make mm-hmm. actually. Um, when I put this episode on to watch it again, I actually fell asleep during it. <laughs> That's usually my trick. <laughs> I did. I fell asleep. Um, unfortunately, it, it it didn't hold my attention. I'm afraid this one, um, and I, it, it just because I it, it's 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 enjoyable, but I, I just find it a little bit a little bit rushed, to be honest. Um, um I, I think the the whole Cassandra thing is is just over and done with so quick, and I think this is the. This is sort of like the first example of of how a forty five minute format doesn't always work. Yeah, the limitations of it not having yeah. a four parter over several weeks. Yeah, was exactly. Thing, was was what brought us to to this? Yeah, yeah. No, because there, there was there was a lot there was a lot going on in this. There was a lot of good stuff going on in this as well, um, and it does look good to be honest. Because by all accounts, they wanted to um, they deliberately sort of made it to be. To show off what what the Doctor Who could do now, yeah, you know, as as opposed to you know the the, the old perceived wobbly sets um, myth that, that you know that went around previously, so they just wanted to show what they could could do and just make it look great. And I think on the whole they did it. It did look great, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, we never get something so much attention spent on one episode nowadays. Well, with regards to like different alien races and and and, and yeah, and the. Uh, computer-generated shots of the of the spacecraft and whatever, yeah. just to get that in, really, was just... You just felt they, they really wanted to say, no, look, we're not in a quarry. <laughs> well, do you know what? I think the only other time they've actually done that again, and everybody hates this episode, is the Rings of Akerton. Yeah. To a certain degree. You've got all those different alien races. You've got some sort of CGI work going on there as well. So, um... Yeah, I think that's the only time they sort of attempt anything as as varied as as that again. I would, I would say, but um, but yeah, I, I just sort of. I mean, the, the, I think that there's probably too much going on in this story. Yeah, yeah the the best bits of this story are the single conversations or the, mm. the conversations between two people, whether yeah. that be Rose and the Doctor. Where she's basically trying to f- ask him where he's from and what, what, where is, what is he doing here and sort of thing. Yeah, and, she, the, and the whole well, thing about the TARDIS translating from it yeah. gets in your mind. It, you never, you didn't think to tell me. You know, yeah. it's it, it does sort of show the Doctor up in that sort of. Well, I, I just didn't think. You know, I'm not yeah. sure if it's, it's because he's he's just got to that point where he just doesn't care or or he's so wrapped up in the whole getting over the time war thing. He just didn't think about it. You know, so yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I agree that it's the the little, and that's what Russell T Davies is good at. 
Yeah, yeah. So you've, you, you've got three three <clears throat> conversations in this that really stand out. One, Rose and the plumber woman. Yeah. Um, what was her name? Raffello, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's no good asking me names on these things. We usually say, um, <laughs> and which apparently was just put in there as a as almost as an afterthought. Yeah, apparently so. Um, because they decided they was they'd cut out different bits because they they couldn't. It was actually going to cost too much to do. Was it something to do with they they couldn't animate some of the lip movements for Cassandra? Yeah, or so they had to drop. Cost- it was going to cost too much to have her in it too much. Yeah, it's, it's something. One of yeah, some of them those lines. So they had to um, sort of drop in the something to, to fill in the time base because yeah. obviously it was going, now going under run. Um, and it, I mean, it still worked out great, really. I mean, and it just sets <clears> it up <throat> the whole thing that she really realizes that she has just run off with somebody to that she knows no no nothing about to a place hmm. where she can't actually get get. A, Get back from without him. Yes, indeed. That that is the the big thing, actually, isn't it? She's yeah. just she's sort of stuck there. Um, and one of the things I, I did like about it as well was was Rose just been completely utterly overwhelmed by all the different races around her. Yeah, it was just too much for her to take in. And I suppose that's like the first time that's actually ever been done. In, up, you know, up until that point, anyway. Um, and I thought that was that was a good little sort of twist on things because usually sort of like the previous in Doctor the companions sort of a bit an initial my god what is that and it's over and done with almost immediately if you look at um, something like the monster of Peladon hmm. where you get Sarah Jane's reaction to Alpha Centauri and it's it's done almost immediately it's over and done with you know it's what Alpha Centauri said something along the lines you know, don't you know Lots of people sort of like you sort of like don't like my appearance that sort of thing and he almost sort of like instead of Sarah Jane accepting Elvis' story well she feels sorry for him yeah or her what you want to say so and she wasn't complete it was sort of done in a matter of seconds with this she Rose had to leave the room she had to run away she couldn't get her head round it and and that was sort of quite a realistic way of of, of looking at it really well and also I don't know whether it's now more interesting from us because we've come back to it from the self-assured cocky <clears throat> rose that's been wandering around the universe thinking she owns it basically because she's with the doctor yeah yeah of the later episodes yeah i think you're right i think you're right i think that we i might not necessarily have taken that in i think probably watching it the first time um no me neither probably to be honest, um, I must admit, on the first viewing of this one, I just thought it, it was a bit of a meh sort of episode, if you know what I mean. You know, we so we've sort of finally found out how sort of we've gone off off of Earth. We're now in the future. We've got aliens and everything, um, and and that was that 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 was sort of pretty much it. So that's, all, that's all I thought about it. Yeah. I mean, my actual problem with this one is when you get towards the end. Spoilers, by the way, on this. If people haven't, <laughs> I should have seen it after it. ten years ago. Yeah, <clears throat> um, is the fact that I was just sitting there watching it and just thinking to myself, rather than going down and trying to restart the restart the system and everything. Yeah, knowing a that it's going to kill the. Uh, tree woman. 
Yeah, Jabe. Yeah. Um, There's me with me names again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave a pause for you to insert them. Really. <laughs> um, and apparently, some of the other guests is why he couldn't have just said, "Right, where's me Tardis? Get in there." There's only about ten of you. Yeah. And that would have been a lot quicker. It would have been. And he'd have saved them all. Yeah. But I suppose you wouldn't have all that dramatic tension then, would you? No. You just think of many stories you could easily be wrapped up like that. Mm. You know, but... um, Yeah, I think that's one of the things I I, Um, I didn't... Yeah, yeah. to be honest, I think in the the commentary things that come with it, uh, they're basically saying that... On, on being viewed the first time, people were saying, well, why didn't he just use his sonic screwdriver to restart it? And they're saying, well, you'd have missed all the tension. <laughs> exactly. And watching a, a, a character die, needlessly, yes. actually. Needlessly. Yeah, um, that, I think that's one of the things I sort of had a problem with with, it, with this one, actually, is, is is the spinning fans scene, because it, it did seem to be a little bit, well, what is the what is the point of this bit? Why are there massive, giant spinning fans um all, all going at different speeds, and and you get you, that you just sort of hero it like moment, in, you know, Indiana sort of, Jones sort of thing, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? It was sort of like the um from was it the Last Crusade, you know, with with the uh, with the the blades whizzing through yeah. people's heads off and everything. So it was a little bit, a little bit like that, that at the end. So I, I was, I don't think that's really necessary that bit to be no, honest. No, but, no, that, that's what that's, I think. That's what really got it was just the fact that that just seemed to be too contrived. That mm, very much so. Very much that so. That seemed to be the the way that they was basically keeping the keeping the ship cool was by using these big fans. Mm, it's a bit seems a bit un for that far into the year five billion or whatever. Yeah, I know. I thought they come up with some something different actually. So yeah. to uh, yeah to do that, but uh, oh well, it, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the things I, I quite like the Jabe character actually. Yeah. Um, Again, an- sort- another good set piece bit where she's in the corridor chatting to the the doctor when they first go down. Mm. She's identified him as a time lord. Yeah. And I think also the fact, I also quite like the fact that that sort of introduces him as the now that a very much a mythical person to people. Yes, indeed. But there it's is someone of... still, there is actually a time lord Time Lords are now myth, basically. Stuff of legend, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. I, I mean, but this is—I think this is one of the things we had. The it's now we all know now at this point in the series, he's now the last of the Time Lords. Yes. Um, and I think we've just discussed this before, anyway. But we've we've said that you know it's probably the right thing to do to bring the show back without all the baggage of Gallifrey and Time Lords and everything. But, but as you quite rightly said. What's what's his purpose now? His purpose was running. Yeah. And now and now he's just one. He's just wandering around the universe on his own. Mm. I think I think at this stage you know, it, so, it, 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 it's it's okay because yeah he obviously is still he's still running from the memory of what's happened. Yeah. And it just <clears throat> just was really as as the series went on, you really did have that. Well, hang on a minute. There is nobody there keeping him in check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and was what I was worried about when it first started like that, and that's sort of where it went to. Mm. Oh yeah, it certainly did. I know. I think that was the whole the whole point of it, anyway. Mm. But um, yeah, I think you you do need someone to keep the doctor in check. And I, I, mm. I don't know whether we're gonna 
go back to that again in future series. Who knows? Who knows? But um, yeah, but um, I, th- I think that the, the, my main problem is I think the most superfluous thing to this story is actually Cassandra. Because you, you don't really need her to cause something to go wrong on, on um, platform one. There could be any other number of reasons why it starts to fail. To be honest. So, um, and, I, and I, okay, maybe it was okay as, as a one-shot character. It certainly wasn't worth bringing her back in the next series, to my mind, anyway. No. I mean, I, no, I quite liked it. I quite liked it. And I, and I think the little spider things were were quite a good prop. And well, you know, digital prop, whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think they worked quite well, and I quite like them. Um, I even, I actually do quite like this story. Actually, <laughs> more, more, the more you're saying you're not that bothered about it, the more I'm. No, actually, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, finding myself wanting to defend it, so I obviously do quite like it. You obviously don't. No, I, I'll just take it or leave it. This one, to be honest, it, it, it's never really sort of it never has sort of really captured my. Um, my imagination much. Right, I mean, there's there's stuff to like, but it's not one I could easily skip this episode if you know what I mean. What what you said actually there about the fact that it it did bring up all the limitations of the forty five minute episode yeah. is that this could have been a very good who done it. And oh, we it also, could have been. And we actually yeah. basically you feel it was written that way, and because you even had the now we've got everyone in a room, I will reveal the. The murderer sort of scene, didn't we? It, well, it was, but it, it just—it was just too rushed. It was almost like a yeah. leap of logic to get to Cassandra, really, wasn't it? There was no sort of question of the other races or anything like that. So, it, no, it, yeah, there was there was no time to particularly no, have the, at all. the the red herrings and whatever of everybody else mm. to run, which would have made it quite a good episode. Yeah, I think if I think. If this had been a two-parter, or even just run for an extra fifteen minutes or so, yeah, um, I think I think maybe I might have a different outlook on this particular story because it, it, it was obviously the sort of the, they were trying to, at this particular point they were trying to make their mark with Doctor Who again, weren't yeah. they? That, I mean, yeah, I mean, but what it, what it needed was know. um the. the androids to be exposed as androids yeah so that then you get the and then have a bit of another bit of episode where it's like well who was behind them mm, it just exactly. didn't did it it was like they exposed bang it's you <laughs> it was wasn't it really I mean, so, the, the robots, the, I mean the robots being exposed should have been sort of like the cliffhanger if you know what I mean yeah so for, for you know maybe not that but you know something else could have been the cliffhanger and you say the next episode should have been like okay now we have the the deduction yes of of who it is you know or maybe another couple of uh, mysterious things happen yeah so and to it, have it, used the other aliens yes um, as you say they just sort of basically come in and stand there yeah and and then die get fried at the ends basically. Yes. You know, which I think is... Uh, when the Mocks of Balhoun was such a, a, a great design, to be honest. Um, I mean, it, it could have sort of, you know, made a reappearance, but it hasn't. I mean, we've had the, you know, the face of Bo back, uh, back again a couple of times. So, um, and again, that's bigger another prop. great... A bigger <laughs> prop, a, a nice design. Yeah. Um, 
But you know, it's it's just a as we said, we haven't seen the tree people again, have we? No. That's what actually. That's one of the other things I did like was the after um, Jabe um, had died. Um, like the doctor went back to her, the other the other two tree people to tell them that the, I'm so sorry she's she's dead. Yeah. Um, and I just like the way that was done. Yes. There was no there was no big, um, sort of tear jerking scene. It was all done like the doctor just walked straight past everybody. That's that, I'm here to do this first. I'm, I'm, I'm she, angry, and I've got yes, to do this. I've got to do this exactly, and I love that. Yeah, I just love the fact that it wasn't some great big tear jerking scene, and it wasn't it, that you know he rang straight to Rose and they hugged that they was both alive and all that. No, it was someone no, has he, died. And... Someone died, and he was angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That 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 was that was really well done. Actually, yeah. so nicely underplayed. It was, that was really cool. Um... But and and I have to say, I quite like the fact that we have a Doctor at this stage that is basically no, you 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 make you 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 make your own bed and you're going to die for it. Yeah, you know, innocent so, you know, people it, you know, have died because of you. Yeah, I may not actually kill you myself, but I'm not going to actually help you. No, I'm not you, well, keep this... you alive. Was this all as he says? You know, every, everything as its time, everything dies. Yeah. And you stood there and watched her die, and I thought that was that was um, of a very sort of callous, angry side. Because I mean, a lot of people were. I think this is one of the complaints that people had against Eccleston was was the gurning. There's a lot of gurning at the beginning of this episode when he's standing watching all the different aliens coming in, and and he's sort of dancing around to um, soft cell. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's what people had, had a lot of issues with. But come the end, he's not doing that at all, and it, it sort of gives. Eccleston something to get his teeth into a bit more. Yes. I mean, this this was it. I mean, this is why you'd have an actor like him. Because actually from basically the moment when actually he starts to... First, Rose questions him on who he is. Yeah. And Jabe then talks to him about the fact that he's the the last almost, you know. And yeah. he's a mythical yeah. person. And you see his face. That apparently, that scene of the close-up of his face and the tear and all that was shot afterwards as well. Oh, right, okay. They went back and did that again afterwards because they decided they could have done more with it. Well, yeah, I'm glad they did that, actually. And I think it really works. And it just gives you that that change in his character Mm. from the... Oh, aren't we? We're just here to enjoy ourselves and whatever. To the no, this is now serious, and I've got to save the day. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it, it 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 worked. I mean, I think you know, I think if anybody had any sort of doubts about Eccleston at, at that particular moment in time, I think I think this this probably would have sort of you know reassured a few people at that particular yeah. time. I really do. It, yeah, it just sets up his character so sets up this doctor's character so well on where he is. Yeah, from the from the war. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I, I, I say, it, you know, there's, there's there is a lot to like in this one, but I say I think it's because it's it's just there's they're trying to juggle too many balls in this one. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't come off. Yeah, yeah, the totally. Bit, the the bits know. that work best are the. The bit set continue continuing on the store the background story for the doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and that obviously takes time out of the actual Cassandra story, which yeah. actually then makes that a bit weak. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, but I think I like I like the idea. I like the performances, and I just feel yeah, you say yeah. If we could have been two parts, or obviously part of our yearning to go back to a four-part series or whatever, it would yeah. have worked. It would have worked better. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to say on this? Because uh, we we have got some feedback on this particular story. Um, maybe maybe it might sort of um, sort of cause us to go off on a tangent as well. Let's read yeah. out some of the listener feedback. Um, first of all, we had uh, Michael Ferguson. Um, hello, Michael. He writes the story borrows liberally from Douglas Adams, but that's not not a bad thing in this case. Um, I, I, I must admit, I'm not up on my Douglas Adams because everyone knows listen, listens to this podcast. I'm not a Douglas Adams fan, actually. Um, I mean, I don't know if you if you have you read any of his stuff, Paul. Uh, not particularly, no. No, no, me neither, me neither. Um, but anyway, uh, Paul Volano uh, writes. Um, I loved it because it was one of the first episodes I'd seen, the first episode of Earth. I think it had everything I loved about the show: the crazy creatures, including that blue-faced girl attacked by the mechanical spiders, the relationship de- developing between the Doctor, my first Doctor, and Rose, and the grandness of all of time and space to farm imagination. Everything Doctor Who that made me want more. Well, that's probably a, 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 a thanks, Paul. I mean, that's a, a, probably a good. If that's your, your introduction to the show, is it's probably not a bad jumping off point, really, is it? I think the other thing about this, coming into it and trying to remember it, also now just trying to remember it as as watching it for the first time. Obviously, we're still excited about the fact that Doctor Who's back. I think it is the fact that we just do realise in this series we're not going to be a completely kids show because we now have quite a few deaths again. And you see their smouldering remains as well, yes. don't you? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I think you just think, oh, they are really... This is this episode, as much as any of them, probably more than the first episode, you think, actually, you know, they are taking it seriously because of Eccleston's performance in the second half of it. Yeah. Because um, even in the f- rows... Even towards the end, he's still sort of joking around and not quite got serious. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Um, now, Jeff Waddle. Hi, Jeff. Um, he writes, I quite like it, though it's years since I've seen it. Not great, but enough to be going on to be entertaining. This was Rose as I liked her before she and Tennant got too smug to be almost unlikable. Well, we, we agree on that, don't yes. we? <laughs> um, I liked Jabe, and I could stand Cassandra here as a one-off bizarre threat, but I wish they'd let her be a one-off instead of returning the mess of a story later on. And, and Jeff has rated that as 7 out of 10. Hmm. Cheers, Jeff. Um, I, I pretty much, I mean, that's pretty yeah, much I mean, along the lines of what I said, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah, to be um, and we said about the fact of Rose being overwhelmed by the the aliens and whatever, and needing to find some time on her own, which, yeah, yeah. Just, just later on, with the Rose and Tenant's Doctor would just never have, would have been wandering around, pulling strange faces behind them to the Doctor. Yeah, exactly. Pretending she was a tree or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there would have been something, as, as Jeff says there, smug. Yeah. To be to be almost unlikable. Yes, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, Steve Hayward. Um, Steve Hayward from the Diddly Dumb podcast, actually. Um, he writes, It was the app that made me think they've totally nailed it. 
I still cry like a, he says insert non-sexist words. I'm going to say cry like a baby. Um, at the my planet's gone. There's me exchange at the end. Um, that was a nice little scene at the end, actually. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will agree with that. Um, and I, I, I do actually like the the thing when Rose just smells. Can you smell chips? It sort of breaks that sort of tension a little bit. And as I said earlier, that's the, the sort of stuff that RTD was good at. Yeah. It was, know, it was it was the interaction between characters, wasn't it? I mean, there's also yeah. the fact of when she's uh, rung her mum. Yes. And after that, she's going, she's dead. The realisation that she's rung her and it's now millions of years in the future. In the future, she, Her mother's yeah. been dead for years. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a, a thing to sort of think about, really. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but all the things, actually, that... Probably, yeah, are sort of make make do make you stop and think actually when you're watching it. Yeah, and if oh, you're, doing, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And how if you've got a time travel show, how people deal with with that is obviously a good idea. Is a good thing. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. Uh, now, last bit of feedbacks from uh, Russ Hilton. Uh, Russ writes, I remember thinking at the time this was a really bold move so early in the show's return. Massive CGI and a whole room of varying alien species. Well, we, we, yeah, we said the same thing. Uh, there's nothing like showing your hand early on, is there? In truth, though, uh, though it through, through it... Well, I can't believe you read me wrong right in here. Uh, I'll screw this down. In truth, though it worked really well... Um, a little hint to the Doctor's past, a superb villain brilliant, brilliantly played, and a great developing relationship between the Rose and the Doctor. The adventure has truly begun. Um, the only thing I'll disagree with there, Russ, is that it is the superb villain. Um, who I, I, I could really give give or take, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just don't really think there was enough time to to get to, to really get to know that character. No, no. Um, Which I is probably it, it, why. He wanted to bring it back because he just felt there probably was he hadn't done the character justice. Maybe um, that's why. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not sure it necessarily worked, but we'll, no, me neither. Me but, neither. Yeah, it's, you've uh, got the it, it. That that maybe that may have been his faults as well that he just didn't get the didn't get enough into the char- that character. Yeah, so he brought it back for a for another go, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, well, I think I think I've said all right. I mean, thanks everyone for for your feedback. I mean, um, please do keep sending it in. We, we you know we love reading it out um, on the show. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty much done actually. I think I've, I've said all I want to want to say. It's 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 for me. It's it's a good but not great. If you know what I mean. Mm. I, I I think I think in terms of it's still finding its feet, but it has really now said no. This is where we're going. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah, I think it think it's decent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, everybody. Um. So that that's that's the this done and done. So I think the next one we're up to the unquiet dead's the next one we're looking at, isn't it? Um, yes. When, whenever that might be. Um. Now next time I think why don't we do a big finish again? Yes, we are. Yes. We are due a big finish. Okay. Um. And as usual, we haven't decided what one to do. No. No. <laughs> As ever, we are always prepared on this podcast. Um, so once we have actually um, decided what we're going to do... Um, actually, I'm not we... sure if it is. I think it's actually a Target review. I went for a Target... You might be right, actually, Paul. So I think we just, we've just we just done a Tom Baker 
big finish. Oh, we did. That was our that was our last podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Take it. There, let you off because you've just been around the world. <laughs> exactly. I have indeed. Um, yes. Yes. You're right. We are due a target novelisation next. So, um, and the the, the the statement still stands. We don't know what we don't we're know doing. That we're doing. No. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> and in this particular case, and this, yes. <laughs> Um, so when we've actually made up our minds what we're going to do, um, we'll announce it um, on the um, on our Twitter feed and on our Facebook group as well. Yes. Okay. Um, but also, hopefully, at the beginning of April, which isn't that far away now, um, we should be doing a commentary, shouldn't we? Yes. That's that is the plan. We've 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 sort of got our diaries together, and we're going to do a commentary, which is probably for the first time in nearly a year. Actually, um, wasn't the last one we did in May last year? Uh, probably, yes. It was the night of Eurovision, if I remember rightly. Right. So, which is May, I think? Yes. Yeah, okay. So that, that's that's where we are with that then. So, um, we shall see, we shall see. So, that's, uh, we haven't actually made up our minds what we're going to do with that yet, either. No. So, we, we, we've got a bit of time to uh, to figure that one out, I think. But uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted. So also, we'll keep you posted. So anyway. So, until next time then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.